I'm Rob Morris, and welcome to Season 2 of Beyond the Game, Moore's Hyperlocal Sports Podcast. Before we get to this week's episode, we'd like to thank the sponsors who make this podcast possible. Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. at both their Norman and Midwest City locations. Visit orthocentralok.com for details. And Beneficial Automotive Maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. Moore, Oklahoma is one of the top locations in the state and region for dance. The Palm Squads at Westmore, Moore High School, and Southmore all rank highly in national competitions, and Moore has been well represented on collegiate palm and dance teams as well as on the Oklahoma Thunder Dance Squad. Nikki Braun and Top Hat Talent Studio have been impacting the local dance scene since she opened the studio 30 years ago. She took the time to talk to us about her journey and the local dance scene. Uh, Nikki, thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Game. Appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast. Um, dance is a huge deal in more, and Top Hat Talent's been a part of that for 30 years now. That's a pretty big deal. Yes, we have, and we're very grateful for that. Give me some background on you. Where did you grow up? What did you do? I grew up in South Oklahoma City. I graduated from Mount St. Mary High School, and then I went on to OCU and got my degree in public relations and advertising. Um, I started off as a dance major for a couple of years, but then I switched over. And then I graduated in 1991 and knew that I wanted to open a business, so I was already teaching for several dance studios, and I did that for the following season. And then the studio that I worked for, the main one, the director didn't want to continue. So I purchased her bars and her mirrors and that kind of thing and reopened in the exact same place and started in the summer of 1992. And that was Top Hat. Mm -hmm. And what address was that? And it doesn't have to be Southwest 89th and Western. Southwest 89th and Western. Yes. Okay. So still on the south side of Oklahoma City. Yes. But what I heard in that, you didn't actually say it, but what I heard in that is dance apparently has always been a part of your life. Yes. So I started dancing at seven and then continued and started competing probably when I was 11 or 12. And then originally I wanted to double major in college, but the dance department wouldn't allow that. But I ended up going into OCU as a dance major and auditioning. And I thought originally that I would want to go live in New York City and try to dance on Broadway and perform on Broadway. But I ended up falling in love with teaching and that's what led me to do that at 23. Broadway's a wild place. I've never been there, but my best friend did set design on Broadway for Mm -hmm. a couple of years. She thought that's what she always wanted to do. She got there, she did it for a few years and she was like, the dream is different than the reality. <laughs> Absolutely. It, well, and the thing is about OCU, so many talented people come out of there and a lot perform professionally. And lots of people that I went to college with are still, you know, in their 50s performing on Broadway. But if you look at the mass amount of numbers overall, even though OCU is a small school, it's got a high rate of, you know, professional people. But in the universe, no, yeah. it's it's rough. Yeah. For and sure. when, when you said you wanted to, <clears throat> double major, dance major, and something else at OCU. No, that ain't happening. No. If you're going to dance, all in, you're going to dance. Yeah. Well, because you're doing it 75 million hours a week. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. then I was also teaching. Yeah. So they they frowned upon that. But anyway, I was so I was going straight from school 
to a studio to teach every single evening. So, so it sounds like a pretty easy decision when it came time to open a business that a dance studio would be what you would want to do. Yes. How has it worked out? How are you feeling about it looking back over the years? It is the biggest blessing, craziest ride. I can't believe it's been 30 years. This is our 31st season, and I can't even say it because I think it sounds ridiculous. Even though originally starting, I'm sure that I had crazy wild ideas as a 23-year-old that all 23-year-olds have. And, you know, I had to... I, I always knew that I needed to bend because I didn't want to come in and I wanted to, people to feel welcome. I immediately wanted to turn it into a family. I wanted people to, to walk in and know that they were valued and acknowledged and, you know, seen. So that was always important for me to lead the whole thing with, with a, as much love and support as possible. No matter what age a child was, no matter if they were the best one, the worst one, no matter if they competed or they're a recreational dancer, I, it didn't matter. And it still doesn't. And I feel like that is the one thing that I'm the most blessed with is just people. It took a second, but once people got it, the ones that have stayed and the ones that are now bringing their children back and, you know, the dance moms are now the dance grandmas, you know, they're, the, the cycle is still going because they get it. It has not been easy. Nothing about running a business is easy, except for the fact that we've always been accepted in the community, and I'm very grateful for that. It has been interesting to start off. I was younger than my customers, and then, you know, even out, and then I was the same age. Well, now that I'm an older mom, I, you know what I mean? Like, now I'm way older, so my peer group are the grandmas, but... It's interesting now because when I, if there's any kind of conflict with my customers, I treat them as they were my children. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm on that other side. So trying to prove yourself along the way was not easy. And I never wanted to compete with anyone. I just wanted to be the best version of me and this as we could. And although we live in a city that has a ton of talent, tons of dance talent, great dance studios, amazing directors, incredible choreographers. I love that that's the area because I think it feeds all of us to do our best, but I never wanted to directly compete and try to be someone else. So even when I was the only one that knew what that meant, I stayed true to that. And I'm grateful for that because it, it wasn't easy. Um, and then running a business through COVID and post COVID has been the biggest nightmare of my life. But again, We've had students come back this season that we haven't seen for two years. And so it's just, it's it's incredible that we can still stay open. And now I'm so lucky because my personal two children love dance and I get to be right there with them every step of the way. So it's just, it's it's fun. It's exhausting. It's amazing. It's goofy. It's crazy that I get to walk in and be a part of kids' lives. It's been difficult to deal with everything that they are dealing with because it comes into the building and affects everyone but I have an incredible teaching staff and front desk staff who believe in nurturing the whole child so when that dancer needs a break we're walking around the building with them or we're taking them into the closet and having a one you know one-on-one conversation or we're running them over to Sonic to grab a drink or we're letting them cry in the office so that has allowed me to stay focused and appreciative and 
dig my heels in to get through the aftermath of all the financial craziness that the studio's been through the last two years. By the way, thank you. You just answered like eight of my 15 <laughs> questions and one fell swoop. Briefly on COVID, so many businesses folded. Um, briefly, how did how did you manage to stay afloat? Because I'm sure, you know, people weren't coming in there for quite a while. No, well, and of course, you know, we were shut down, so we couldn't. And then, so we immediately jumped on of when it, well, first of all, one of my customers or one of my um, coworkers, her husband is a incredibly brilliant tech person. And so he jumped in and knew exactly what we needed to purchase. We put in monitors in all the dance rooms. We put a whole new website together where the teachers, we sat in here the whole week of spring break because we were shut down on that Sunday, March 15th. Our spring break was the following week. So we just took turns going in and videoing as much content as we could. Um, and then we would come in and do additional supplemental you know things but so that was the first thing that we did the second thing that we did is stay in complete contact with everyone so we would deliver goodie bags we would if it was someone's birthday we would take over a poster and a balloon if it was you know we I put together like a little task force of parents to give me feedback on how to navigate it because I was clueless had no idea what we were doing and then I was lucky enough that all several dance studios in our metro area because we were on the same boat we just kind of all came together and we would have a weekly zoom meeting and everyone would spit out ideas and that that truly was the saving grace along with the fact that the teachers knew they didn't want to lose contact with their kids. You know what I mean? Like, so they were calling their dancers or texting the parents or sending a note and we would send out postcards and we send out little packets of seeds to plant in the springtime. I mean, we were just trying to do anything so that the kids would know that they, you know, we were still thinking about them because we were, it wasn't an act. We were truly thinking about them. And then kind of, we had to just slowly, I don't want to say gain trust and I don't want to say build trust, but continue the trust so that people knew that their children were, tr- I mean, their children's safety truly was the number one priority. And I kind of, in my mind, had to think about it, handling it as when we have a tornado. You know what I mean? We don't put anyone in danger. We immediately, sh- you know, whatever we would do then, it was the same kind of situation, sort of. And so that was really important to us. And then, you know, where we would normally have three recitals at the end of the season, we had 12. So we condensed everything down so we didn't have more than so many people in a building. I mean, so it was just a lot of puzzle pieces putting together. And then the following year was a little bit easier. Last year, I would say, was the was the easiest to get back in the groove, but the hardest with vendors. There were no costumes to purchase because so many costume companies had closed. So now all the you know inventory was limited, and then they couldn't keep up. So there, you know, there were just different things that continue to happen. But um, overall, it was staying pertinent. And my whole thing was let's not lose these kids inside. Like, I didn't care if they ever danced again, but I didn't want them to get lost because I could see what was happening just by staying in touch with them. And they were just pulling away, and Mm -hmm. it was terrifying to me because I've always said this should be your safe place, and this should be where you feel like you can lose it, but you can also get love, but you can also get a spanking on your booty if you need it because you're not acting fool. That I didn't want to lose that, you know what I mean? Because it, to me, it's, it was terrifying mm-hmm. to watch. So it was sure. mainly for their mental health and actually for ours also to try mm-hmm. to keep connected. But Tell me about your staff, the numbers, and the important role that they play. Okay. 
So we probably have, um, I'm going to say 10 dance educators. Several of them are alumni, which means the world to me that they believe in what we do and they want to teach here. Several of them have been on high school national championship teams and palm, you know, collegiate palm teams and then Thunder, like they've done different things. Um, a couple of, well, our, num- our ballet teacher was a professional dancer, came out of OCU, was a professional dancer for 10 years, you know what I mean? So just has all that knowledge, then went to Vegas to, to work for another seven years, you know, so now she's back. So just, we just have, everyone kind of brings like a different, a different um, aspect and skill set. Yes, and just their outlook and... But overall, everyone is literally the best people. They love kids. They care about more than just the dancer. And that is what's important to me. And then we have an incredible front desk staff of five women who are just off the charts. Amazing. And once again, if they see a kid walk in and they're upset, they're the first ones to jump in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're just the the vibe of everyone is very positive and fun and light but also deep and of course you've got westmore right down the street yes. there that they i mean their legacy of of palm and dance is just incredible and southmore and more aren't far behind no yeah we have kids you know that literally branch out to all those and it's exciting to be a part of all that and then a few years ago they started junior high palm so now we have even you know no more kids involved but you know we're lucky we have kids that come from norman and chickasha and edmund and Middale and Mustang Yukon. I mean, and I just, when I drive, you know what I mean? Like the times that we were driving goodie bags out and I, I, we, I had a little girl in Choctaw and I thought, you make this drive for Top Hat Talent? I mean, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? It was crazy. Yeah. But we're lucky. And Well, it's interesting to me. Um, so I moved to Moore to start doing this with um, Moore Monthly. And I found out very quickly that the two things that are surprisingly um, prominent that Moore is extremely successful at is softball. Okay, I didn't know that. And dance. I believe that. That both softball and dance are Moore is unbeknownst to a lot of people is kind of the center of the universe here in Oklahoma. And I had heard early on and continue to hear as I've moved through the community doing stories and we do a lot of stuff with kids. Um, top hat, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Top hat. You know, and I heard of other studios too. Yes, of course. But, but the name of your studio consistently is is repeated in hushed and reverent tones. Um, but uh, what does it mean after thirty years? Number not just that you survive, but that you are are doing a business that is um, exists in a a place where dance is huge and. You are a part of that tradition and that history and legacy, and you've contributed to that and continue to contribute to that by helping kids achieve those goals and learn those skills and go on to do great things. As you sit here, not just as a businesswoman, but as a former dancer, and look at that legacy, what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, it's incredible to watch these kids be able to do that. And I tell them all the time, if dance was easy... I could have retired, you know, 30 years ago, but it's hard. So, you know, you come in here every day or twice a day or twice a week or whatever, you know, and then you go to Palm and then you go to whatever. And I just think to watch them continue to find someone that something in their life that they love. And normally when these kids are involved in training and cross training with their Palm squad and their Palm coach and their dance teacher and all that, 
they're the kids that stay out of trouble. They're the kids that are, you know, that end up going on to do incredible things on, on a multitude of different levels. But just to be able to work, and a lot, I'm very appreciative that I get to work so closely with Penny from The Point and Emily from Applause. I mean, we do our own thing, but we're able to work together for the best of everyone, and that means a lot to me. Um, because it hasn't always been that way, but now that we're over where we are, now that we're, you know, in this time and place, it's been wonderful to be able to do that together. And um, because it is a team effort on all of our part, you know what I mean? And, but I think it's, I just think it's so exciting to watch these kids and see what they can do and, you know, also be able to be a part of something that they can come to after you know what I mean like when they need a break or when they just need downtime or something so my final question then is for parents out there with kids at whatever age and they're looking at that kid and they're going my kid I want my kid to do something that's gonna you know feed their creative energy their soul their their health physicality um what would you tell them about considering uh coming over to top palette and taking up dance I would say walk in and see if you like the energy we're very specific on what we, what our goal set is and what the personality of the studio is. And come take a free class, see what you think. We have dancers that dance an hour a week that are just as happy and trained and, and educated and loved as the kid who dances 15 years of competitive and, and, and graduates from here. So, see, you know, come in, try it. If you love it, we'd love to have you. You know what I mean? And, um, we, we just believe in what we do. Cool. Very good. Anything else you want to say specifically about the business or Top Hat that I didn't ask? Um, just how thankful I am. I really am. I'm truly grateful because I know this is a dream that many, many, many people never get to do. And even though, you know, it's been, there's been rough years, I wouldn't have traded for anything. So... Nikki, thanks so much for taking the time to join us and really enjoy talking to you. Best of luck moving forward. Thank you. I appreciate your time and energy. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Game. We're grateful for the support of all our sponsors. Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes at their Norman and Midwest City locations, and Beneficial Automotive Maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. You can listen to Beyond the Game wherever you get your podcast or online at moremonthly.com. We'll be dropping new podcasts weekly. Follow More Monthly on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with the latest episodes. And if you think about it, hit the like button and give us a rating and a review. It helps spread the word about Beyond the Game to other listeners.